Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I am going to cover that third root that can continue to form from the seed of disregard as the enemy tries to really get a deeper hold onto you. And this root is called the root of frustration. So let's just go ahead and define it. Frustration means the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of an inability to change or achieve something. It also means resentment or aggravation. Now, the scripture reference that I use comes from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. And I'm going to share this from the Amplified Version. And it says, good sense and discretion make a man slow to anger. And it is his honor and glory to overlook a transgression or an offense without seeking revenge and harboring resentment. And again, that's Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. Now, when the enemy has you in this last route that he is trying to develop to cause destruction into your life, he hopes that you operate in this route of frustration in its fullest form. He wants you to react to it in such a way that it will not only cause destruction to your life, but ultimately your actions will put a stain on you as being one of God's children. Now, of course, the latter part is more important to him because he doesn't want God to look good on anything. If he allows one of God's children to look bad, he feels that it gives him more ammunition to bring people to go against God. The more people that speak negatively about God, the more the enemy's kingdom grows. Needless to say, it becomes important to meditate on the scriptures that I just read, which is to have some good sense and to be slow to anger and overlook an offense. Of course, when you are in the moment of something that has taken a wrong turn, it may not always be as easy to not react to the situation. Even if you do react, try your best not to react to it in anger or hostility. Now, I know there are those times that it is easier said than done because there are just certain things that can cause more of a reaction to you than others. It becomes so important to make sure that you are staying girded up, though, in prayer so that you are conscious of operating in the spirit and not fulfilling the desires of the flesh. When you allow your emotions to get the best of you, there is that level of frustration that can exist because you have allowed yourself to get enraged and at times just really lose control. When that level of instability takes place, you find yourself not operating in a logical fashion anymore. Your demeanor becomes questionable 
And some people may even wonder if you are the right person to even do a specific job. Before you get to that level, you must find a way to take a step back and to reevaluate the situation. Operating in your emotions, especially if they are fragile, will not produce a good outcome. And you don't want a negative image to be expressed about you. Removing your feelings and emotions from the situation allows you to look at things objectively instead of subjectively. And therefore, things can be thought through and handled a whole lot better. The best way to remove your feelings and emotions is to allow God to come into the picture and take control of the situation. By asking God to handle it for you, it will be the best route for you to go. When you lean onto God's guidance, you can surrender to the authority of God so that he can do what he knows to do and what is best to do. You are also demonstrating that you are trusting in him. This will give you the peace that you are seeking after and you allow things to be handled in a much calmer approach. Now, James chapter 3, verses 17 through 18 says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And again, that's James chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. Now, let me ask you, when an intense situation happened to you, how did you respond? Did your feelings and emotions consume you? Or were you able to just maintain a level of stability in it? Did you go to God for help? Did you allow him to work things out? Or did you lose patience in waiting on him? Certain things can affect you in different ways, and you will have to decide on how to handle each situation as it comes. Hopefully and prayerfully, you will do things in a way that is pleasing in God's sight. If things don't go in a good way, try your best not to get too far out there to where it becomes difficult to find your way back. It doesn't take much to get off your path. So please continue to keep checking in with God so that you can make sure that you are doing what you are supposed to be doing. So now let's go ahead and look at our example again with Jonah. So I'm going to be sharing with you Jonah chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. And I'm also going to read that next sentence in Jonah chapter 4 verse 1. So it says, then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message of judgment I have given you. This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they decided to go without food and wear sackcloth to show their sorrow. 
When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in sackcloth and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals, may eat or drink anything at all. Everyone is required to wear sackcloth and pray earnestly to God. Everyone must turn from their wicked ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will have pity on us and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw that they had put a stop to their evil ways, he had mercy on them and didn't carry out the destruction he had threatened. And now on Jonah chapter 4 verse 1 says, This change of plans upset Jonah, and he became very angry. And so again, that's Jonah chapter 3 verses 1 through 10, and then chapter 4 verse 1. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, God had told Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh to deliver the message of judgment to the people again. This time, Jonah was obedient and did as God had instructed him to do. As the people of Nineveh were listening, they stopped doing the evil things that they had been doing and prayed earnestly to God, hoping that God would have mercy on them. As a result, God did just that and showed mercy on them and didn't destroy them as they had thought. Although this was a great thing that took place, Jonah was not happy at all with God's change of mind that he had displayed to the people of Nineveh. Jonah wanted the people to be destroyed and suffer for all the wrong that they had done. God had done the opposite and it left Jonah feeling upset. The revenge and the taliation that Jonah had hoped for didn't happen and it left the root of frustration to continue to develop into him. When someone has done a wrong against you, you must find a way to let go of it and heal from it. God doesn't want you to remain in this type of mindset. Now, when the enemy keeps those feelings front and center with you, it causes you to dwell on them. When that happens, it causes you to spiral downward causing a negative outcome versus finding a way to look for opportunities to heal and to progress from it. Please don't allow the enemy to keep allowing those feelings of hurt and pain to keep coming up so that it keeps you stuck there in that particular time period. If you don't work through it, you can find yourself reliving in the root of frustration for a long period of time. The actual event could have happened three years ago, but you keep replaying the same situation over and over again and allowing that frustration to keep deepening inside of you. You must give yourself the permission to let go of it completely. You must allow yourself to be free from the situation and find ways to process it differently. Yes, it happened, and it may have hurt you deeply. Yes, you feel that you didn't get the justice that you felt was needed. 
Yes, they are living their life as if nothing had happened and they didn't display any type of remorse for what they did to you. All these feelings that you have are valid. However, this cannot be the story that you keep holding on to because it doesn't allow you to move past it. You must find a way to heal from it, even if you just accept it for what it is and how it happened. Always know that God knows and he will take care of the situation in his own way and in his own timing. You may not even see the consequences from it, but it doesn't mean that there won't be any consequences being done from it. Now granted, you shouldn't wish evil to come upon anyone because we all sin and come short of the glory of God. The same grace that God gives you when you are not doing everything that he would want you to do, it's the same grace that he gives to someone else when they don't do everything that he wants them to do. When you look at things in that type of lens, you find yourself operating with the heart of God instead of with the selfishness of man. God wants you to act more like him and less of yourself. Even when things don't go in the direction that you want them to go in, you must find a way to not allow the root of frustration to consume you to where it causes you to do things foolishly. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 29 says, People with great understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. And again, that's Proverbs chapter 14 verse 29. Now, as you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, he guides you into making a conscious choice to handle things responsibly. As you start to see that progress happening in your life, you are able to continue to just make stepping stones so that you can improve with God and you also allow yourself to let go of listening to the enemy. Keep improving and keep seeking God and keep praising God and know that he has not given up on you. And I see I am out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.